yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, yeah. baby. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Bitch, if I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back. I've been through the ups and downs, you know I get around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. If I ain't the cold man or the dope man, I'm almost the show man. I gotta take it, no need to say shit. I'm gon' take it. Robberies turn homicide, it's nothing to play with. Make money, make, make, make money. When shit hit the fan, we'll take money. Southside, be with the best. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to the Powercast. And today we will be recapping Raising Canaan, episode seven. And the episode is named Stay in Your Lane. I am here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? Uh, I, I know Richard has been uh, bumping that that new Drake certified level boy. So. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And we're also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana? I'm I'm traumatized and sad. I'm very sad at this uh, moment. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Um, so. Unfortunately, there's been, you know, a hurricane in, in New York and, you know, Dana is in New York City. Um, so, you know, everyone listening in, in the New York, you know, in the tri-state area and everything and Boston and, and everywhere, you know, on the East Coast. I hope you're all good. You know, I hope, uh, there wasn't too many casualties and everything. They've been showing us some very disturbing images on the news of, you know, water flooding, subways and everything like that and houses and you know, so I hope everyone is okay, um, and I hope you know all of our listeners, you know, weren't disturbed by by this hurricane. But um, you know, if you were, then you know our, our thoughts are with you for sure, because because I, I know that's not an ideal situation at all. Um, but yeah, uh, we are here to, of course, you know, recap raising Canaan. This was an interesting episode, um, but you know, first of all. I just want to, you know, celebrate just a little bit because, um, you know, we, we, we were featured in a commercial, you know, um, in a Raising Canaan com- commercial. And, you know, as you can see on screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, um, we have, you know, the, the screenshot of us on TV, you know, in the Raising Canaan commercial. And, you know, the quote says, this is the best show they've made so far. And that was, you know, from our review of Raising Canaan before uh, the season started we did a, a spoiler free review and everything so you know we want to shout out stars for you know allowing us to be part of the, the commercial and the marketing on tv and everything like that so yeah and, uh, and, and apologize just... to my neighbors because i screamed like a crazy person when I saw <laughs> yeah. during yeah, the real housewives of atlanta commercial oh <laughs> And I know, I know the the the, the women that uh, you live next door to. They were very mad about that. That you disturbed, you know, <laughs> that you disturbed the housewife show. But um, but yeah, you know, um, I, I just want to you know give much props to you to you two, you know, also for for being a part of this. Um, you know, that we we have to sacrifice a lot of our time to record this show and everything. So it's good to see that it's being recognized. Um, I see more people commenting and I, I really appreciate that. Um, if you are a fan of this show, please do show your support and, you know, like, subscribe, comment, everything. Um, 
we see all the reviews too you know even the people who uh leave reviews on different platforms we see that too i know there was uh someone from the uk who uh who you know who mentioned me and they said about Snapple being in the UK yeah okay yeah I I know I know now it's, it's been brought to my attention um I just want to make it clear that I, I live in a very uh you know kind of um slow part of the UK where like you know things aren't as think things aren't as uh fast paced as they are in the London London area um I am close to London and I go there frequently but I actually live outside so I you know, I don't have access to uh, all the good stuff um, like like everyone else does in who lives in cities and things of that nature. But um, but yeah, you know, thank thank you for that comment. Anyway, we, we greatly appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate all the comments, you know, whether good or bad. Um, and I do want to, you know, before we get to our takeaways here, I do want to um, just reiterate that you know the Powercast is a podcast, which is you know this is long form content. So, you know, sometimes the, the show will be a bit long because, you know, we're going very deep with the discussions and everything. So, you know, this isn't like a quick recap show. Um, there are a lot of those, you know, on, on the internet and on YouTube for Raising Canaan, you know, um, if you want to, you know, just get like a quick recap and things of that nature. But on this show, you know, we do a real like deep dive. We have a lot of dialogue and conversation about, you know, the show and the power universe in general um so you know it will be a bit long sometimes but you know you can listen in parts because we do different segments and then also you know we'll post um shorter clips from our episodes also for, for people who just want to you know get like a quick conversation a quick bite of you know what we're talking about kind of thing so I just wanted to, you know, make that clear too, because, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people who might not be uh, used to listening to like a podcast or long form content and they might just want to listen to something quickly. Um, but yeah, just, I just want to make that clear. You know, you can listen to this in small, small doses. That's fine. Um, you know, or you can wait for the little clips that we post. So however you want to listen to it, that's fine. You know, just making that clear because there are also a lot of people who do enjoy the long, longer form content. So, you know, it's good that, uh, we, we can make those people happy, happy too. Um, but yeah, so just a bit of house cleaning there. Um, but we are going to get straight into our takeaways now. And uh, Dana was actually just watching the episode right before we started recording. So it's very fresh in her mind. So I am going to um, start with her with the takeaways this week. So what are your takeaways from this episode, Dana? Um, Very quickly, uh, we have Raquel is getting weak. She's getting soft for uh, Stephanie came in and all of a sudden she's talking about babies. And so, no, I don't like that. Uh, yet, not the, the, the babies, it's just, it, things are happening a little too quickly, and like, this is the guy that she wants to have more babies with. Okay, so, no. Uh, obviously, the death of Nicole, like, that was the big main thing for today, and as you know, we knew that something was going to trigger a jukebox and become the jukebox that we know from power, and I'm sure that this, on top of a lot of things that will accumulate over time, is where we get that kind of really rough and hard jukebox that we've known from power. But this was so incredibly sad. The way how they filmed it, along with the music, how they set up the story throughout the episode, it wasn't like wham, bam, boom, I'm dead. 
this was like a, a thing where you had to pay attention to the smallest little details. You know, it started from the very beginning with them trying to cut the, the crack and they used this, what was it? I forgot the actual name of the, the, um, I guess crack variation. I'm not skilled in the, in the drug industry, but the different versions of the crack that they use to kind of cut the main crack, if that makes any sense, and how they wouldn't use the testers out to go. And then you watch them die. Like they took one hit and then they're just all dead. It was too strong. And then how you had, there was one vial that wasn't given out that Kanan had and he, you know, had it in his hand or he had it in his, um, pocket. And then you've seen, um, Howard come and try to stop him. So it was like, oh, let me pass this over to Jukebox. Jukebox took it, put it in her bag. And you just kind of don't really think about it. And too much later on in the episode, when Nicole is digging through the bag being nosy, it was like, oh, look, drugs. And like put it in her bag and then wrote the note. Like, ah, this is not good. And then you kind of have that accumulation of the parents kind of coming after her with the, oh, here's this guy. You're going to go on a date. Yay, yay. And she's like, look, I'm a lesbian. No, you're just confused, that kind of thing. And the frustration from her mom, the dad is just still oblivious to everything and how she just went and smoked it. And you're like, you're me. I was like screaming at the TV. No, stop. Don't do it. And then it was like a moment where she was interrupted. Well, I was like, yes, she's not going to die. But then she did it anyway. And so that whole sequence was just very beautiful, really sad. Then you had the ending with the song that they played on top of it. So very good for that. Then you have the part with Joey, um, uh, Unique, his character, Unique. And you have, um, what was it, Lulu, right? Not Marvin, it was Lulu. Lulu going over there and it was a diner that they're at. And that diner is basically the, it's the Switzerland of the, of the diners. You just don't mess with that. That's the neutral ground. They call it the DMZ. So it's neutral territory and how, you know, the guy knew that that was him who, tro- who tried to murder, that that they tried to murder him. I'm not saying that backwards. So that scene was really that stuck out there. Um, Marvin, I believe, is it, was it Lulu or Marvin that did the shooting? It was a terrible shot to the point where, like, I just don't understand how bad you are. Like, that was just really bad. With the part where, like, literally you can kill someone. They're standing right here, point blank range. And you stillness. And you have one of those, like, I don't know, Uzi's kind of guns. And that was just really pitiful there. And also, one of the other sequences that I really loved was when Symphony and um, Raquel got back together. But it wasn't through just them talking. It was through Kanan, who kind of brought them in together, which you kind of see that he's realizing this is a good guy. He's good for my mom. We have the approval. It took a couple episodes, but we, you got the approval. And now he's like, look, bringing him back to the fold. And they had that nice little dinner together and how when they went and parted and then, you know, Kanan went off with Davina. And you also had um, the mom and, and Symphony going off on their own little tryst thing. But it was really nice. They had mutual respect for everyone. And I like that. And also, lastly, that baby, I still say, is not Davina's sister, but is actually Davina's child. And and that's it. I just feel, it just doesn't feel right. You, you could very well, be, you know, you could be right about that because uh, th- this show does like to throw twists at us. So um, you, you could be right. So I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, 
but yeah great takeaways um right there and um you know i have some uh i actually have some stuff about the arena to say too with, with my takeaways but i'm gonna let uh richard go first you know with his takeaways before i get mine so richard what are your takeaways Right, yeah, so great takeaways by Dana so far. Uh, I'm going to start by, once again, uh, I agree with a lot of what Dana had to say about Nicole. Uh, the thing is, is that after I watched this episode, I went back and I listened to our discussion about what might happen with Nicole. And a lot of the same stuff that we all said, it was a combination of that. Because I remember Dana saying, well, what if Nicole gets a bad batch? That's exactly what happened since Kanan is the one that cooked, you know, he decided to cook up this new batch that got a lot of people killed. So, yeah, that that's pretty spot on. But it was it was very, like I said, it was very well done. The tragedy in it is that, you know, it's not a situation where, like I predicted, where she just gets hooked on something and it's a, it's a slow burn to that. Like, this happened immediately. And that's, that was a gut punch to see it happen that quickly. Because in the last episode, that's when she first actually had a smoke. So for it to happen that quickly was truly, yeah, they wanted to accelerate it and make it as gut-wrenching as possible. Um, the thing about it, of her leaving the note for uh, Jukebox, which she has not discovered yet, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be very emotional next week when she does find that note from her, um, along with when she actually hears what happened. Because at the end of this episode, you know, she was all dressed up. She was out there waiting waited for her woman and unfortunately she didn't show up so it's going to be a very rough episode for her next week when she finds out number one and then number two when she sees the last note that she received from her but i have to say the thing about it is the point that really hit home is that you know you know a lot of a lot of times we come across friends families you know we hang out with them just like it's any other day and then you don't know if that person could be gone the next day so they really hit that home because if you think about the last conversation they had when they was, you know, at the park getting ready to go get dressed up, it's like it was just like a regular conversation. And so, yeah, I'll see you later on tonight, stuff like that. But it just like you see that it didn't actually play out that way. Very sad, very tragic. So um, definitely looking forward to seeing what happens next week. And that is going to be rough to watch jukebox response. But um I'm very curious to see where the character goes from here because we know that she obviously is going to start to spiral in terms of some of the things that are happening within her life. So we'll see about that. Uh, so now on a lighter note, and I'm going to have to say this, Gary, I know Dana has already said it, but I spoke with you about this as well, Gary. So it looks like Lulu can't shoot at all. It's like that was a perfect opportunity to take out uh, this other guy that tried to kill him in the previous episode. Maybe the mask was on too tight. It covered his eyes. He couldn't see as clear. I, I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea what that was all about. But uh, and of course they made. He made light of it. They, they spoke about it after when, when he consulted with Marvin and, and, and Raquel, and even Marvin clowned them for not being able to take the shot. But this whole episode, you know, was about him. You know, again to see how this was going to propel and then you saw towards the end they went to the same diner that they was in the first episode and of course you see unique roll up in there you think oh something about to pop off in this diner and instead it's another conversation about unique talking about trying to recruit lulu once again and of course lulu and i'm pretty sure gary you'll get to this 
what Lulu's response was. That was pretty hilarious. Um, he just flat out told him no. Um, he said a lot more than that, but you know, <laughs> I thought that was a, a very good now, way t- to t- tell us. Tell us what he said. What he said? He said that he 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 ain't messing with no bitch ass. So you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and listen, that, that 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 was great and all. Um, you know, you know, you can see that the guy wanted to take a shot. You know, uh, Unique's friend wanted to take a shot, and and Unique told him no, stand down. But the thing that's important to remember, I kind of feel like with this show, they will give you tidbits of information that you need to remember. And you remember when he had that conversation with Unique when he said, I'm going to apologize to you now for what's going to happen later. So I kind of feel like something is going to happen later that Unique does. Whether or not he, you know, attempts to kill Raquel or or, one, or any other characters or they actually succeed in actually shooting somebody, that was the warning shot. And I'm very curious to see what that is because up to this point, we saw that Unique has been just playing it cool. He hasn't really done too many moves. Yes, he has tried to get his guys involved in what's happening with Raquel, tried to disrupt whatever they have going on. But... I kind of feel like there has to be some action taken now because we only have three episodes left and you want to end the season off with something major happening. So I look forward to seeing what that is because it kind of feels like, like we spoke about last week, things are moving a little bit slow and meticulous, which is fine. But by the end of the season, I'm definitely expecting something to pop off. So we'll see about that. Um, and my final takeaway goes to uh, another point that Dana made about the whole conversation between Symphony and Raquel. I do like the fact that they use Kanan and his relationship with Davina to bring them back together again. I thought that was very well done because it shows you how much Kanan respects Symphony and he is owning up to the fact that he played a role in things falling out between, uh, you know, Symphony and Raquel last week. Because he had went he had went to Symphony to get help um, without telling Raquel. So I'm glad that they played that whole storyline in there. But the one thing I will say is, and again, another tidbit. When they had uh, their little love scene together, the second one, you know, I know they like to show these two people very attractive, you know, for, for those that love to see them with, le- with less clothes on, that's fine. But the important thing about that second scene is afterward when she when when she asked him, she said that he would make a great father. She asked him if he wants to be a father. If you want if you want me to if you want if you want to have if you want me to have your your kid. And he basically says that he would think about it, sure he would consider it. But then she also mentioned that I I'm, I'm thinking about retiring at some point. Maybe hand this off to Lulu and you know and then we can just I just want to just want to try to live live life the right way. And you could tell he was very glad to hear that, but it's because of what this story is about. This is power, and this is within this time frame, and things don't end well. I know now that will not end well. Either one of them is going to get killed. Hey, I would not be surprised if Symphony eventually does get taken out as this 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 whole thing intensifies between uh, Raquel and Unique. But because it was teased there that they could have a happy ending, they won't have a happy ending. Um, so pay attention to those tidbits for sure. But um, that, that that pretty much is all the takeaways I have for this week. It was a very 
very good episode, very emotionally charged. Um, and it made me very curious to see what's going to happen next week. Cool. Excellent takeaways there. Um, and yeah, so yeah, my, my takeaways is going to tie into a lot of, you know, what you two both said. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start with, uh, with the Lulu thing, you know, and just kind of bounce off of, you know, you know, what, uh, Richard was talking about. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed that scene at the diner and everything between, uh, Unique and, and Lulu. Um, I like how, you know, um, how, uh, Lulu was slick and in, in how he, 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 uh, revealed that he was the one to shoot at, you know, that guy. Um, you know, the, the way that he revealed that was like very slick and the guy got mad and everything. Um, and then of course, you know, Unique made his threat, you know, he said that he's, he, he has to apologize for, for what might happen in the future, you know, cause Lulu was obviously, um, uh, he, he wasn't going for any of what Unique was saying. Um, and you know, he basically just dissed him. So, you know, Unique made his threat. And, uh, like you said, Rich, um, Unique doesn't, you know, he doesn't waste words. So he means what he says and, um, something is definitely going to happen. Um, and I think Lulu is probably going to be at danger when something does happen. Um, I think, you know, next time he's with a uh, famous's sister, you know, if, if he's committing a certain act, he might want to like keep some eyes at the back of his head while he's doing it, you know, just because <laughs> there, there might be, there might be a revenge shooting or something like so. I think you, I think you just wrote it, Gary. I think that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Take out Jessica. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it might not actually happen exactly how I just said, but yeah, like I, I'm sure you know when they're together at some point, it could be on a date or they could be doing music or something. You know, um, I think that then there's going to be some retaliation act. You know that that's incoming, um, but specifically for Lulu, um, and of course, you know, uh, the ultimate goal of Unique is to kind of get Raquel out the way. So that's probably coming to you know he's probably going to try and make some sort of move like that also um but yeah things things are heating up because you know we did talk about last week that um it seems like it's going a bit slow in terms of you know them going at each other um it seems like they're not taking it very serious but this episode shows that they are beginning to step it up a bit and we know there's like three episodes left so it's probably about to get very 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 juicy you know in terms of the beef and everything um, so yeah, it was good to, to see those scenes. Um, and then, you know, regarding Davina, uh, because I know, uh, Dana, you know, spoke about Davina and I, 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 I do think that child could be hers. Um, and I'm wondering if there's more to the story about her mother. Cause like, it's like her mother's like never around. So it's like, is there more to that story or something like, you know, uh, but yeah, also with Davina, I'm kind of wondering if she's talked, you know, more to Unique behind the scenes. Because we know that in power, sometimes certain things happen off screen. We don't see it happen, but it's revealed to us later. So I'm wondering if she's talked more with Unique and if perhaps she's lining Kanan up, Kanan and Raquel, you know, if, if maybe she's, you know, dishing the dirt on on Kanan and Raquel to, to Unique, you know? Um, and I think because, uh, because of Famous's lyrics and everything, I think she, she kind of, uh, has gathered that, 
Kanan probably did have something to do with uh, what's his name's death. Um, you know, I forgot the name of that character that died earlier, but um, yeah, I think, Buck, I think Buck 20, 21 Buck. 20. Yeah, <laughs> Buck, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I, I think she's kind of maybe putting two and two together now, and, and um, I know Unique actually kind of tried to plant that seed in her as well and tell her that, you know, Kanan had something to do with it. Um, so I think she, she maybe believes it now and um, she could be working with Unique. But what was you going to say, Dana? Well, remember uh, during the scene was remember when did they, she got her child handed off to her by her neighbor and Kanan was like, hey, can I go upstairs with you? You know, you have to put the, the, the sister to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and all of a sudden she shut that down. And was like, mm-hmm. no. And this was after the conversation that she was like, you know, I listened to Infamous Song. And he was saying things that matched up to what could have happened with uh, 20, well, twenty. And she was putting two to two together. And then all of a sudden, you know, he had that conversation with her that was like, oh, you know, people make up things all the time. You know, all of everybody does it. But she was like, no, certain things don't make sense. And it, I think in that moment, she put the two and two together and was like, well, you know information, you're friends with him, but you're telling me that maybe it's not him, maybe it could be you. And that's when she shut him going inside down because before they was all huggy, kissy, lovey-dovey on the stoop. So, and I think within that conversation that it happened that she just was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a... Yeah, I think I think that, that, that could be the case for sure. It could have like clicked for her in that moment. Uh, in particular, but I do think also, you know, she, she, I think Unique has kind of reached out to, uh, there's a possibility at least that he, you know, behind the scenes, there's something at work here. Um, and then also I'm wondering if it's ever going to click for Kanan that she was the one that gave up the spot, you know? Um, but it might not click because he seems really into her. So he, he might, you know, it might not actually click for him until maybe, uh, the, the deception actually happens like you know um so we'll, we'll see what happens but it's, it's definitely uh it's definitely getting interesting especially the fact they had the whole double date with Raquel and Symphony like that aspect of it was very interesting to see and like you said Dana you know that's how um uh Raquel and Symphony got back talking to each other because of that double date so that was pretty cool to see like and just to know that Kanan now trusts Symphony you know um, especially after he helped him out, you know, with Howard and everything. So, so that was cool. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, we have a scene where Howard tells Kanan to ask his mother about him. Um, so he's trying to like plant that seed, you know, for, for, for Kanan to find out that he is his father, um, assumingly. Um, and, you know, I'm just wondering if, if Kanan ever does bring that up, you know, I wonder if, Raquel was going to be honest with him or lie because the thing is like watching their relationship throughout this show they're pretty honest with each other like because there's been times where uh Kanan might did something wrong and like I thought he was gonna you know try and keep it a secret for as long as possible but he actually tells her he opens up and tells her what happened and stuff and he confesses to, to what happened um, so they're, they're pretty honest with each other you know in their relationship so I'm wondering if she is going to be honest when Kanan does bring that up to her you know and if she's going to spill the beans on that so it's 
going to be interesting to see whenever that happens. And we know that Howard is is getting very desperate now because you know he's getting he, he's getting sicker by the week. So. He was like, the, you ever see? Remember the meme with the Dave Chappelle, like the crack meme? He's like, you gotta kill him more. Like he's coming around, like, hey yo, she ain't acting right. I know who you really are. Give me time. It was just kind of like a over the top with that. Yeah, he's being very persistent right now. Um, so I, w- I wonder where that's going to go um, and if the partner is going to play into this at all. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully in the next episode, we'll find out some more on that. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have uh, the big thing that happened. You know, Kanan, of course, you know, he he, he messed up the pack, the, the drugs and everything. Um he put out a bad package and then he had that sample in his coat and when Howard showed up he passed it off to his jukebox uh, just in case he got in trouble um, and yeah so we, we all saw what happened with Nicole you guys talked about it already you know um, jukebox is obviously going to be de- devastated because she started to claim Nicole as her girlfriend and everything um, and yeah, we like she was really excited for this event and everything that they were going to. Um, she was trying on dresses, and then eventually she decided on you know the suit um, to play into the theme of you know them being together and being a couple and stuff. Um, and yeah, like I, I just really wonder what Jukebox's reaction is going to be. We, we know she's got a note from Nicole. And she's probably going to be able to tell where, you know, where the drugs came from, um, of course. Um, and also, you know, um, I think this could probably be the catalyst of um, Marvin finding out, you know, the relationship between Jukebox and Nicole. Because um, obviously this is going to come back to him. Like, you know, if, if Jukebox knows for sure that that drug came from Canaan. Um, she's going to know all about the fact that they're working together and, you know, that Marvin has something to do with this. And then, you know, she's going to be upset about it. And Marvin, you know, is going to, you know, this, this whole situation could blow up basically. And this is what Marvin was scared of, you know, when, when the, the drugs came back bad, you know, he was scared that this was going to blow up and, you know, blow up their whole operation and stuff. And uh, I have a, I have a real, I have a question about this, so I don't know if I should bring it up now. Um, but, but yeah, go ahead, Dana. One of the things that I forgot to mention from that scene, which is um, is the fact that Kanan, when he found out that the batch was back, remember they took him, they took him to that crack house thing where the two dead bodies were, and mm-hmm. he was like, there's like 15 or 12 more where that came from. His immediate reaction was like, oh snap, I screwed up. It was that, but it was also, we have to tell someone. We have to yeah. get it off the streets. And that was really rare because so far we've seen kind of like that psychopathic, like we know later on he's a psychopath, but we yeah. kind of saw that rare moment of him having a conscience and being like, oh, I did something wrong. We have to stop this. We have to keep people from dying. And, you know, they kind of made sense. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do that? We're probably dead already. But I thought that was really rare. And I thought it was really important that they put that in there to see, you know, this is not the Canaan that we know know. This is the Canaan who still has that empathy, who is very apologetic for what he did. He recognizes what he did. And he's trying to actually still save lives. And I feel that this also 
is going to be the catalyst. We know in the power in the power future that Jukebox and Kanan, they're kind of they're very distant. And it's kind of when we first saw it, we assumed that they was like, you know, the third or the fourth cousin. Yeah, that's old Pookie cousin over there. But yeah, you don't really pay much attention to her. But from this, we know how close they were. And we knew the fact that, you know, Kanan knows that she is gay and just doesn't really care. So we kind of knew that they had that relationship. I think she is going to be able to pull it together because he was the one who technically, even though it was a quick little thing, she was the one, he was the one who gave it to her. And no, he's not technically responsible for her death, but that whole transaction situation, she's able to trace back to this came from Kanan. And in that moment, remember how sympathetic and sad that he was, or we have to tell somebody? I think that's when we'll probably see, you know, this guilt. He might still have this guilt written Kanan when he finds out that that was the drug that killed Nicole. And he saw, you know, he knows that she was happy because he told her to go in, in, in the used to house to change. So he knows what he did and how that will impact Jukebox. So maybe he will have guilt for that. We all know later on, that's not the case, but that I think is how we're gonna see the fracture of their relationship. And my thing is, Jukebox is gonna know that it came from Kanan, obviously. What is she going to do to retaliate against him? Yeah. You know, and maybe this is the catalyst for her being a cop. Yes, she it becomes corrupt, but maybe it's gonna be like, oh, I'm a cop so I can stop people like Kanan who kills Nicole. You know, in the overall metaphorical, the drug dealer who kills the people who take the drugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, you made some great points. And um, I, what I really want to do as an experiment is actually go back and watch, you know, um, Power again, you know, particularly Kanan and, and Jukebox's parts and stuff, um, just to see, you know, the parallels and how closely they're tying this story into that story and stuff like that. Because I'm sure there's probably a lot of stuff that's that's lost on in our memory of what happened in that show. Um, and uh, yeah, j- just uh, while I'm saying that, also I want to uh, shout out to the, the person in the comments who uh, mentioned that. Sean actually had a, a, a mother in a, in the actual power show. Um, and I completely forgot about that. Like Sean's mother was in power already. So it's not going to be Davina unless she changes her name. Maybe I don't know, but, um, yeah, uh, Sean had Sean's mother was in the original power for a short time. So, um, so yeah, it's not going to be Davina apparently. But, and anyone yeah. who does do a retrospective, it is season three and four where we see jukebox. Yeah, season three and four. Yeah, um, I actually rewatched like the whole power last year when lockdown first started, just because you know there was nothing to do at that point. So I, I watched the whole thing, but I might watch it again just because it's one of my favorite shows. So you know, I, I've watched The Wire at least like ten times. So you know, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's my takeaways. I, I really want to get to you know. The questions because I have like a, a real juicy question now that ties into what we were just talking about. Um, so yeah, let's open up the questions segment right now, and I'm gonna get straight into that question. Um, so there's a part, there's a scene in this episode where you know Lulu, Raquel, and Marvin are all talking together, kind of strategizing and things. Um, and Lulu actually tells Raquel that Unique 
is is expanding and he has a crew at the gas station you know on van wick um on the highway and marvin says he don't know anything about that um knowing full well that that's his crew <laughs> that's his secret operation um so yeah and and of course this might be about to blow up now with the death of nicole because you know when, once jukebox makes that connection she's going to go crazy um most likely and she you know she might blow up this whole situation um so that raquel finds out and lulu finds out so i want to ask you guys um do you think this is going to be something that we see in the next episode and what's going to happen to marvin you know when raquel does find out about this secret operation and also that kayan is involved in it so like you know did, let me know what you foresee happening with that um so i'm gonna go to you first uh richard that's a good question um well uh we know that eventually Ra- raquel is gonna find out it's just a, a matter of how soon she's gonna find out now in terms of next week what could potentially happen uh well there is going to be fallout you know with uh nicole's death um you know she'll probably you know you know kanan is going to definitely be shook when he finds out that oh this is how she died because yeah you know he you know jukebox had took that from him when howard paid paid him a visit at his house um so i kind of feel like well I don't know how fast it's going to happen going based off of how fast they've been to progress the storyline from, from, from one episode to the next. I definitely could see uh, Raquel finding out. She could find out next week about all of this. But the thing is, is that, you know, it, it has layers to it. It's not just finding out about it and then finding out that Kanan is also involved as well. She knows that she already had to warn Marvin about Kanan about you know you know you're not going to have Kanan you're not going to be doing anything with my son so because of that you know I kind of feel like she is going to be suspicious and think that he definitely is still working with Marvin but yeah it's it's it's, it's hard for me to tell exactly what's going to happen but what I do know is that when she finds out uh Mar- Marvin's in trouble um one thing that I have also noticed with this particular show you noticed it last week, and then you noticed it this week, where both Lou and Marvin have had certain instances where they feel as though they're not really respected in their current roles. Because even when Lulu had the conversation with Unique in the diner, he said, "Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's you know when when he when 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 Unique made the offer to him, he's like, oh, it's such a, it, it, I feel honored that you would." look at me in that light and, and present this to me this way but this is why I'm not going to do it but I still do feel like him as well as Marvin feel that they aren't really respected because they know Raquel is running the show and at some point it, that's why one of them could flip and go to to actually work with Unique that could happen um, because they don't feel respected Marvin might be a little bit closer towards that based off of the conversation that they had in this episode and how he was like he didn't want to acknowledge the gas station stuff but it's it's hard to tell but that's one thing I do know is that they definitely have hinted at it more than once that I, both brothers they actually want to be able to do more Marvin especially because Marvin has been hold, has been held back and he said that multiple times 
He said it in this episode and last week. He's like, I could do a lot more, but you're holding me back. He tells Raquel that all the time. So it kind of feel like at some point that that could be something where he would try and consider working out some deal with Unique. But uh, it's hard for me to determine what I think is going to happen. Uh, all I know is that eventually Raquel is going to find out. It's not going to end well. Um, and we're going to get a, a, get a chance to see where things go from here. But the family dynamic is definitely going to suffer behind this. And I think it all starts next week when they find out. Oh, Nicole also was smoking that that uh, that laced uh, cigarette. So we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Daniel? Okay. Um, yes, I feel... You ever seen uh, Waiting to Exhale with Angela Bassett? Yeah. And she kind of just blow with the car and the fire and she burns up everything? That's the pure rage that I feel that she's going to have when she finds out what's really been going on. I think despite the whole Nicole situation, this was a very nice episode-ish in the sense that we saw the characters be happy, minus um, Lulu and Marvin and Joey in that situation. But we saw um, Raquel was thinking of what was going on. You know, I'm no longer, I don't want to be a part of this situation and in, 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 I don't want to be in this lifestyle anymore. We kind of seen um, Kanan go on his nice little date with Davina and we saw, you know, Symphony was all really happy and we saw Nicole and Jukebox. Everyone technically was kind of really happy. And this is the one where everything just implodes and explodes. We do know that the brother, especially, was it Lulu, is kind of the, the one that's it's really feeling himself now. He's really upset um, half the time. So we know that Lulu... I feel may turn just out of the pure rage and frustration that he has been experiencing. Remember, it is not just this episode. It's a whole bunch of things. Remember when they were at the dinner table um, and well, maybe not, the, but they was together and Raquel basically was like, why are you always screwing up? You know, this kind of situation. So do you mean, do you mean Marvin? Marvin, sorry. I'm screwing up yeah, the two brothers. Marvin. She was always yelling at Marvin. Why are you always screwing up? I mean, you know, you have the other brother and him. They're fighting with each other sometimes. So it just really feels that Marvin may just you turn and be like, I can't do this anymore and, and break away. And then you have that. You have the fact that you involved the son. And it's not just the son. You involved the bad batch. So it's like, oh, here, the testers are dead. No one really cares about the testers. In the May, your name or your whatever, your batch is out there. And people know it, it could kill people. So as from a business standpoint, that's, you know, it's like a really bad Yelp review. And you don't want that. <laughs> Don't go here. You could die. So that could, you know, start Yo, screwing up things. Yeah. You know what was funny? Like, uh, that scene where uh, the, the, the two crackhead men, like, one of them hit it and, like, he passed out and the other one was like, wow, is that good? And then he, he had it too. And then... See, I didn't know the first one died at first. I thought he was just like, eh. <laughs> that, that scene, that scene <laughs> with the music and involved everything it reminded me straight out of New Jack City. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get high, and you know, yes, it's comical to look at, but it's very disturbing image to see oh, that yeah, happen because that the drug just tore apart, just tore apart neighborhoods everywhere. So yeah, like like that the actual crack era, like especially yeah. in New York, that it was horrible. It was bad. Like mm -hmm. you know, 
I wasn't born then, but I'm like, they looked like they were zombies in the street. And I know very briefly, we had something with K2 over here in New York City that was really ravaging a lot of Harlem and over where Times Square was. And it was, and people were walking around like zombies. And that's what it kind of reminded me of. Obviously, the crack there was way more potent, but um, yeah, it was it was terrifying to look at. You just everyone just wanted to look like The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, yeah, so I forgot my, my my train of what I was saying, but we do know that one of the brothers is gonna just she's gonna just break away and probably go up against Raquel, and that will kind of burst the little happy bubble that everyone seems to have. And in the part that um, the son came in, finding out that he got involved, and not just like he got involved, he you you could you could see is responsible for the people's deaths because remember they kept saying we're not going to listen to you we're going to wait until marvin and marvin wasn't there and they canaan was so adamant no i know what i do marvin marvin knows how to do it i know how to do it i'm just as good and i think that that was a really i don't want to say humbling experience but one of those moments where it's going to make canaan sit and think you know I'm not as great or that I think that I am. I don't know what it is that I think that I know. Cause one little, what we saw kind of like one lesson or a couple of lessons in cooking. He didn't pass the chemistry course yet. (laughs) He's still learning. That's like, oh, I took math that one time and I passed my one test, but I still felt SAT because I'm just going off my one test. Um, So, we don't know that Kanan is going to also get involved in this. She's going to be extra upset about that. We have the way how it could ruin the business with the bad Yelp review of people dying. Then you have the fact that Nicole, so they can probably connect Nicole to the batch. And then on top of that, you have running around is Howard's nosy behind. You got a bone marrow? Can I borrow? So you know he's going <laughs> to you know he's gonna still be interjected in their lives. And remember at that end speech, at the very end when she was adamant, you leave that man alone, you don't talk to him. When sometimes a parent is so adamant that way, yes, we do know that he's willing to do whatever it takes for him and his mom, but there could also push it towards curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like why so much do you not want me to talk to this man? You know, and he's running around looking like this, keep talking around the house. So th- I just wonder if this is going to just, everything is going to just implode at once. But this is, we have three more episodes. It's going to be, I think, moving very quickly. And, and there's going to be a lot of relationships breaking apart. And we're going to just see a lot of in things. It's, it's, it's going to be sad. I see a fracture of the family and of the business. And Kanan oh, yeah. still having a piece of guilt, so... He's going to be kind of upset about that, too. And then, you know, it's going to be a lot of things. And then we also know on top of that, that jukebox gets thrown out the house by Marvin is her father. So, yeah. That's, uh, I just want to say real quick before you continue, Gary or Dana. That's the, the irony of the situation with jukebox is that, uh, you know, she kept trying to avoid being around her dad because he would ask so many questions. And it's just a crazy dynamic that the operation he is involved with that came in messed up the batch is what killed Nicole. So that's uh 
that's very good writing. Um, there's a lot of secrets that are going to be revealed at some point. And, and one thing that we also want to mention is that we also remember that Jukebox saw when Lulu picked up D-Wiz and was with D-Wiz right before he died. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to come out at some point because we found out about that early in the season and it hasn't been brought up again since. So we'll see if that happens in the next three episodes. Oh, she's running to Davina. She's girlfriendless. She's, she's, she's going to be homeless. We know that this. this is a fact from the other power. Mm-hmm. So what more does she have to lose? And at that young, what is she, 15 so far? And at that young age, you know, you, yeah. you think that Nicole is your everything. And it's yeah. very tragic, no matter the age itself. And to know that your own family member had something to do with the death of your loved one. That's tragic, but you're 15, so you know those hormones are like extra strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 real, the real damage with that will be if uh, Jukebox tells Kanan, um, you know, about uh, the fact that she saw Lulu um, you know, taking yeah. D Wiz out because because then Kanan will be mad that you know she'll she'll like I think Kanan will instantly know that the order came from his mother, probably, um, or if not, then he's going to talk to Ludo about it or something to find out why, and then you know he might be able to guess from that conversation. So I mean, this could go in so many ways. There's so many secrets. There's so many you know underhanded things at play here. Like this. <laughs> This is this could get very messy, um, and you know this leads into you know my answer to this question of you know what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of what you guys said, um, it you know that could very well be the case, um, and I do think that once all of this mess gets out and you know there's this kind of rift in the family where everybody's kind of mad at each other. You know, Raquel's mad at Marvin. Um, Kanan might be mad at Raquel and, you know, Jukebox mad at Kanan, you know, all these different things. Once, you know, there's all that chaos, this opens up a door for Unique to do something very terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, he could really do some bad things with this discourse, you know, with this chaos in the, in the family. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how all of that plays out. Um and uh, and whether you know whether Unique will even use someone within the family to you know to take out Raquel or you know mess up the whole situation or whatever. Like I'll, I'll actually be surprised if they get out of this season being a happy family because they might actually be torn apart. You know uh, whether they're living or not. Like you I, know that. Go ahead, Dana. No, I think they purposely set up. Remember the first episode was them at the pizza place. All yeah. together, happy Brady Bunch family situation, just so we can reflect on at the end episode, everyone's basically trying to kill each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joey at the end going, ha ha ha, like on his little throne, watching everything fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be the case. And, and, and even if may, maybe it doesn't get to the point where they're trying to kill each other, but maybe there is a separation of some sorts where they're all, they're all split up and doing their own thing. And then, you know, maybe it takes some work and some, some, uh, some tragic events for them to kind of get back together, maybe in season two or something. So, um, you know, who, who knows? Like there's so many different ways they can play this. So, um, I'm just excited to see what, you know, how it's going to unfold. Um, but 
yeah, yeah, that that that's interesting. Marvin is is hilarious when he does stuff like that. When he when he, when he lies like that, <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was hilarious. But um, so yeah, getting to some more questions here. Um, so we know that you know Nicole's death is is going to be a big deal. Um, and you know it was a very shocking thing to see happen in this episode. Um, so. You know, my question is, how do you think Nicole's parents are going to react to this? And do you think that they're going to tell the authorities that jukebox, you know, was the reason this happened? Like, is she, is, are they, are the parents going to, you know, directly go towards jukebox, like blame her for this? Do you think? Uh, go ahead, Dana. <laughs> if you remember. You knew it again. Yay. Remember the very last argument that she had where Nicole was running for the crack pipe was, you know, Jukebox is the one that's evil. She's the one that made you be a lesbian. And, you know, you got all these evil demons around you because of her. Um, so right away, they're going to bust down the door. Well, she is. The father's oblivious to literally everything. So the mom's going to bust down the door. Do you see the, the pipe that's there? Clearly, my precious um, daughter does not smoke is the pipe. She does not do drugs. It was the Negroes. The Negress child that she had in the bed was clearly the one responsible for this drug situation. So what do they gotta what are they gonna do? Kind of a reflection of everything. We're gonna run to the police. You know, the last person that we knew who was a drug dealer, just assuming because she's all black person you know it's jukebox and i think somehow howard may get involved because he's clearly the only cop in new york city so howard would get involved and you have that nosy partner who's always looking and asking questions and she's definitely going to be like well what's really going on and put two and two together and like wait well the random crackhead down the street he died too so it was a bad batch so she may be the one who's going to put everything together and then howard just thinking off the top, could use that as some sort of bribery towards Raquel in order to get Kanan to talk to him, to tell him what's really going on, maybe to get that bone marrow test, because you need a test first. You just can't roll up in the hospital and be like, here's some bone marrow. You gotta get tested first. So to get him to get tested, and then if you telling me, like, not just yesterday, that to stay away from this man, this man is evil, how come all of a sudden you want me to go talk to him and go get some bone marrow tested? So then you have that going around, well, who is he? So, oh, he's really your dad kind of situation. That's more fracturing of the family. And I don't think Kanan's the kind of guy who's going to say, screw you, mom. I'm hanging out with Howard, the death dude over here. He's going to, you know, he's going to be conflicted about what's really going on, what secrets. Because remember, he thought this entire time he was the son of this big king pet. Mm -hmm. And he's not. And then he's also a teenager, so you got more emotions on top of that, coupled with he killed Nicole. So it's going to just be an outright mess. And then the parents are going to be like, ah, that kind of situation. They're going to just be pointing the whole fingers and then probably going after Marvin, since Marvin is technically the parent. And that could cause him to get in trouble as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's an interesting uh you know <laughs> way that you, you match that out and 
that would be hilarious to see it unfold like that. Yeah, you know, the whiteboards and, and, and charts. Oh wow, she got a tablet there, iPad. Wow. Wow. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's an interesting point there. Um, Howard could definitely you know use use that uh, situation as leverage. But um, what, what's your thoughts on this, Rich? Well, I like very much how Dana laid that out. Um, in terms of to answer your question, Gary, of what are the parents going to do? Well, yeah, they'll obviously see the the crack pipe, but I think once the autopsy comes back, it confirms. Oh yeah, this you know. I mean, they already the mother already knows that jukebox is involved. She just believes that jukebox is involved because she was there. So it's definitely definitely going to be coming after her. And and as for the person who will confront jukebox about this, it's definitely going to be the female officer that is a partner of Howard because they've already introduced the dynamic between those two characters in the last episode now and you know she didn't want to say nothing to the officer the last time now she will have to say something she's gonna be like you need to tell me what's going on you know i i i saw these other murders happen you need to tell me some more information so um it's gonna be a lot to unfold but uh yeah if all that happens and howard does get involved as dana said that yeah that, that's a, that's a hell of a way to convince raquel Oh, you need to say something because I know that you're behind this. You're involved with all of this. So now you need to do something for me in order for me to just walk the other way. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said there, Rich, because, because you know, like I said last time, I do think that this female officer could be the reason, you know, could be part of the reason, mm-hmm. you know, why Jukebox decides to get into, you know, policing also. Um, and you know, also some of the stuff uh, Dana mentioned earlier as well. As well, you know, Wait. it could be it could be a mixture of that. But what was you going to say, Dana? Do you see her being a men? Okay, so in my theory, theory of going down a rabbit hole, mm. we know that she gets kicked out, right? Yeah. And she can't go anywhere. She's not going to go to Canaan. Mm-hmm. So, will it be like just her and this cop lady who sees her? picks her up, maybe ends up being a mentor to her, and that's how in her head I'm going to go be a police officer. Yeah, it could it, it could be like more than that. Like I I have a theory, and I don't want to sound bad for making an assumption here. Like it could make me sound bad, but <laughs> but I I feel like that female officer could like girls too. Um, that could be a thing. Yeah, and maybe they they relate like that. You know. Oh, oh, oh! I never went there. No, she did <laughs> say she did say that, that Nicole was beautiful in the last episode. But I thought it meant like in a nice little hey, you grew up to yeah. be a really beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not. Maybe she's not. Um, maybe she doesn't like other women like that. But uh, definitely is an influence. Uh, and I do think that, though. However, we know it's going to be. I, I would say jukebox is probably going to be a, a mix of both Howard and her because Howard has done some corrupt stuff. We don't know what all the corrupt stuff that he has done. You just know that he's been having these conversations with Unique, so on and so forth. But there has, there is going to be some part to her where she may want to, you know, decide that she's going to do do right by being a, a cop. But it's not going to be, uh, she's not going to be fully clean as a cop either, because she wasn't in the regular Power series. Yeah. And and just to point it out, um, Jukebox is around fifteen, and the cop is. 
way older than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, not, have I'm that not saying. Dynamic. I'm not saying <laughs> they're gonna get together. Not, oh, I'm okay. Not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're gonna get together, but like maybe the you know the the woman co- likes women, but like she she's able to relate to her. Oh, as a relate, and, as a relate to. Okay. Yeah, because because of course, uh, jukebox is gonna be feeling alienated because you know she her preference is different from everyone yeah. else's. So mm-hmm. like having like, someone you know, older than her who's living that life could be, you know, a big influence on her. And then maybe that's how she goes down that path of, you know, policing. One thing I do want to add to is that that character, the female officer, her storyline is that she's trying to prove that she's a good cop. She's living in the shadows of her father who was Mm. a, a much higher authority cop. So she has to like earn her name. This is why it makes sense for her to be the one that it becomes a mentor to jukebox because she's also mm-hmm. trying to prove that she she can hold her own as well as a police officer. But yeah. do do you also think that in this mentorship she may end up covering a lot of things for jukebox because jukebox's hands are not exactly clean. That, that, that's that could be, yeah, yep, that, that's possible. Mm-hmm. And that that would be some great stuff to see, you know, it unfold in the next season. You know that you know that friendship that they might develop you know it would be interesting to see how that plays out because jukebox is tied into some bad things Mm -hmm. so you know is it what position is that going to put her in you know the police officer um and then also if jukebox does later on decide to you know get into policing you know i would like to see a progression of like you know at first she tries to take it seriously but then she starts to get crooked later on sort of thing like I i would like to see you know how that plays out but i don't know how long they're going to do the show and you know how 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 long it will take to well, get to that point so. didn't 50 say power never ends he did yeah he did 50, say that. 50 seasons but, but but there's one problem dana mm-hmm. if power never ends then you know what, what's going to happen you don't want to hear this what's up ghost and tommy Will appear on this show yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. it, it, it has, it it has, has to happen. happen. It has, it has to happen. happen. <laughs> Don't let me get into my conspiracy bags again, because because like I'll I'll go down a ghost rabbit hole like right here. But no, I'll save that for another. Well, time. then this is when we finally find out that Kanan is the father to Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everything is answered. Season ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, power conspiracy theories here, but uh, but yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So going back to this, yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to 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 see the fallout of you know this whole Nicole situation, and you know what happens next. I do think a big rift is incoming, you know, between all of the main characters. So um, yeah, I want to I want to see where it goes from there because a lot of people are gonna not be trusting each other anymore i think um so so yeah um do have uh one more question i think uh oh yeah so i might have two because uh, because another one just came to mind but we'll see how it goes um so there was a scene in this episode where uh you know raquel was meeting the new connect and uh, at the boxing match and Lulu was with her. He was sat behind, and the Connect had his henchman, who was also sat behind next to Lulu, and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, the, the henchman was giving Lulu props for the song and everything because he heard it and like, he was listening to it and stuff. And and he mentioned he had a cousin at BMG, which is like a publishing company, I guess, or a record label or something. Um, so do you think that, you know, Lulu is probably going to get out of the game and get into like the music business full time? Like, because why would they bring that up? Like that, you know, he has uh, a cousin at BMG and stuff. We'll get a BMF Go. crossover. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, that would be good. Yeah, like they they could really do that too. Um, <laughs> I mean, eight, what are we? Nineties, eighties? Yeah, cause, it's cause, the same time period. Yeah, because because BMF actually did have like they started as like a drug organization, but then they 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 made like a music business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that that could hey, very well that, happen. That, 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 that that could be one of 50 cents uh, surprises. Yeah, because you, know, you don't see the yet. Yeah, because in the BMF show, like they're not going to be able to have real the real life rappers who are around in that show. So, mm-hmm. you know, they could play around and you know add Lulu's label or whatever instead or something. That that would be interesting to see. But um, but yeah, like. Um, I, I do think something is at play here. I do think they planted a seed when they mentioned BMG and stuff because he was very specific about saying that. Um, and I find it interesting that that song is being played that much as well. Like, <laughs> did, did they like actually put out a single or something? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Uh, but Rich, any any thoughts on that? Well, uh, I think that's a great idea. We know that. Uh... Jessica has said that Lulu has aspirations for music, that he would be really good at doing it. So far, you've seen him devote a lot of time and money into that particular show that they had, trying to help make sure everybody is paid, that Crown is unable to pay. Uh, But this is what I unfortunately think is going to happen. Um, This is a situation where, to me, it feels like Lulu wants to go out and pursue this music stuff but he is still heavily tied to the drug game. And I kind of feel like when something bad happens to one, one someone else, it, it, it impacts the whole family. So when I made the comment earlier about Raquel and why I don't think that Raquel and Symphony are going to have a happy ending, it could very well be because maybe Lulu or Marvin gets killed. Now, because she said that she wanted to hand this off to, to Lulu, now she has to continue to stay in the role that she's in. So I think that the goal here is that Marvin has a dream. I'm going to say Lulu has a dream to do this music stuff. But because of the way that things are playing out with Unique, they're going to find a way to derail that dream. And like I mentioned earlier, like you also mentioned, Gary, how it could be a situation where whenever Lulu is out somewhere with Jessica, just having a good time, Unique uh, you know, goes after and attacks him and instead he kills Jessica. That could happen. That could definitely happen. And Jessica, again, is important because she is the one that believed in Lulu that he could do this music thing. So similar to how Nicole gets killed off, she's the one that believed that Jukebox had talent and could do better things with her life. Now, because of that, Jukebox is going to go down a different path. So if something happens to Jessica, I would assume it's the same thing that's going to happen with Lulu. He may yeah. want to pursue the music thing, but he may not be able to because he's going to be thinking about, oh, I got to get retaliation because this guy just took my girl out. So yeah. I think they planted that seed to make you think 
yes, he could go down this path, but I just don't think things are going to end well with that because of this war with Unique is going to continue to escalate and there's going to be casualties. A lot of stuff is going to happen. So unfortunately, I, I think he may have some success as far as having conversations, trying to start up something, but I think ultimately something else is going to prevent him from even getting that off the ground. Okay. And uh, Dana, I think you had more to say, right? No, I, I, there okay. we go. I completely agree with everything that Richard said wholeheartedly. Okay. So yes. And just almost one little thing, because we're kind of talking about music um, and death. I also feel that Infamous, because of that song, is going to, it's going to become maybe more popular. And he <laughs> may end up dying. Because of oh yeah, famous. Yeah, infamous. Famous. Oh, his name is famous. I keep calling him infamous. Um, famous. Yeah. You think he look more more deep? Infamous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and can I also bring up something that we didn't talk about really quickly that I yeah. thought was really important later in the episodes was yeah. the fact that Raquel went directly to Juliana. I believe her name is Juliana. Who is Juliana. um? Is she not Juliana? She is the wife. Of the store owner, the grocery store, oh, like the yeah, bodega, yeah, 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 the little bodega, and it was that scene where she did, she was not beaten up, yay, mm. um, but they kind of, you know, she said, "I picked you," and Juliana was like, "No, well, whatever her name is, I really thought it was Juliana." Anyway, she says, "No, I picked you." Yeah, and you're, the, you're probably right. Okay, so yay, um, it was the fact that they were both women, and that she said, "You know, if I need to call you for a favor or anything, I know that we understand each other." So it was kind of that mutual respect and understanding as both business people and women. So I think her storyline, as well as the one with the with the the one the husband keeps beating her up, that's gonna also have a nice closing. With that, she's gonna come in and you know show her, you know what it really you know what it really takes. Yeah, I I, I think uh, Raquel is probably like she could take out the husband or something, and then like Juliana runs the store. Herself. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking that you know the way how their conversation went kind of made me feel that it was Juliana who's really the one who's running everything, while the husband is doing that. You know, I'm a man, so you come and talk to me. But it's really the the brains behind the operation is Juliana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think something yeah could happen with that for sure, um, mm-hmm. and that that would be cool to see them two, you know, kind of teaming up because we know that uh, there's already a business arrangement at that bodega, you know. Yep. So, um, you know, it'd be good to see you know uh, Juliana being in charge of the whole thing, you know, those uh, storage space in the bodega and everything. But um, but yeah, going back to the uh, you know the the Lulu thing. Um, and I know we said that, you know, most likely there's going to be a retaliation while Lulu is with, uh, Jessica, uh, yeah. it's Jessica, right? Last name. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So most likely that's going to happen, but there could also be a scenario. Um, and this is something that actually kind of happened with 50 cent himself where, you know, maybe when Lulu is having talks with BMG or the, the executives at the labels and everything, maybe some violence happens then at that time. And then that forces the label to back off him and yeah. kind of kind of blacklist him. Yeah. Um, 
Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's something that happened to, to 50, like, after he got shot and stuff, like, the labels backed off him. And then when he was trying to get signed again, when he came back, you know, a lot of labels kind of didn't want to mess with him because there was a lot of, like, you know, violence and controversy surrounding him and stuff. And he was walking around with bulletproof vests and, and everything like that. So a lot of labels were scared of that energy. So that could be something that happens with, with Lulu, like where the labels and executives are scared of, scared because of this violence occurring, you know, um, right outside their offices or whatever. So so that could be another thing that happens um, because, you know, in power, nothing can ever end happily. So... You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like he's just going to get signed and, and change his life, you know. You, you may argue that Ghost finally got his happy ending because he's with Angela. Yeah, they're both still alive, so they're, they're in uh, yeah. they're in Jamaica. They're in Jamaica. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, some some great theories here. I want to know what people think in the comments for sure. Um, that is going to do it for the questions today. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up related to power before we kind of end off the show? What did Dana first? Dana? No, I think I, I mentioned everything that I wanted to say. Um, yeah, I think Symphony, Symphony has to go also. Because he's Uh-oh. making he's Uh-oh. making her a little weak. She wants babies and she wants out of the game. She wants a life now and happiness. And uh, you know we're only in season one, so we know that that's not gonna happen right now. So I wonder if Symphony is going to get got, as the children say. And then you know also he's on another show that's coming up. So we oh, either yes. may have his, he is doing the, the revival of the game. Remember that yep. TV show that was mm-hmm. revived like five different times. They're doing it on Paramount Plus and he's playing a new character. And so I wonder if he will end up, I don't know what the filming schedule is like. I know that they're filming now for Power season two, but I don't know what they, when are they filming for uh, the game, the reboot. So I don't know if his character either stays in like, he's the same when it comes to like appearances or if he'll be downgraded, or if he'll just be completely killed off. So I'm keeping that in the back of my noggin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen, uh, yeah. but I think you should, uh, you know, you should probably like check outside your windows to see who's filming and stuff because it happens right <laughs> outside. They film right outside your They box. film right outside my. No, he's not joking. He's serious. <laughs> Right downstairs, they were filming uh, all of the Power episodes, so they were they they film a lot in this yeah. area. Yeah, so if you see Symphony, let us know. <laughs> Symphony, you're live. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, Rich, did you have anything to bring up? Oh no, I think I I think we covered a lot of things today. Uh, I definitely just want to take a, a minute once again to. Thank Stars for the opportunity to cover the show and for acknowledging the quote. And definitely thank you to all of the people that have been supporting the show over the last several years. Um, we, we appreciate the continued support. Definitely want to hear you guys' feedback as far as what you think is going to happen in the show. I, I love seeing all the comments and engagement last week. That was awesome to see. So definitely like, leave a comment, and tell us what you think about some of the questions that we asked. Do you agree, disagree, or how you think the rest of the season will play out? 
Yeah, yeah, we we do love the uh, the engagement, the banter, you know, the, the the theories, and you know, all the comments about you know the show and everything. We we appreciate all of that because we love talking about the show, as you can tell, and that's the reason why you know this runs you know quite long sometimes because you know this is what we love. We love doing this, so um, that is what it is. But um, so let's get straight into our shout outs, um, and I just want to shout out you know all those people who did leave comments. I think. That was like the most comments we've had in a long time in, in, in a Powercast yep. uh, video on the YouTube. Um, so, you know, thank you to those people. Also, shouts to Raiwan, who was the person who uh, who commented on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, big shouts to you. You know, we saw that also, you know. And, you know, you can leave a comment anywhere. You can leave a comment on the website, thecoalition.com. You know, we post the show there. Um, you can hit us on Twitter. All of our Twitter information is at the bottom right there. So, you know, you can uh, tweet at us, uh, let us know your thoughts, or you can just go to the YouTube video and leave your comments there. You know, so definitely uh, just, you know, let us know what you guys think, uh, whether it's related to our podcast or Raising Canaan itself. Um, so, yeah, big shouts to to everyone. And I also want to give a big shout to uh, Robert Silva as well, because he is a loyal listener he's always you know um conversing with me and richard in particular about <laughs> power and other things yeah you know and that's that's a connection you know that we have now with someone you know just by doing this show and, and this is why I, I do this for you know i like i like all the interaction and the people who respect what we do um and shouts to robert also because i know he does a podcast about boxing and stuff so if you guys are into that definitely you know uh check that out i will drop the link uh, in the comments and stuff but yeah shouts to everyone who who's a loyal listener and comments and you know enjoys listening to the power cast but uh, dana what was your you got any shout outs you're muted uh-oh spider-man shout out <laughs> spider-man shout out <laughs> I'm far from home right now. No, um, shout out to everyone who listens to us, who comments, who likes, who subscribes. So thank you very much for that. And and yeah, keep doing that. We'll, we'll have more episodes coming up. We also have, um, I'm sure there's another Power of Something, Power Book 2, that's yep. coming soon in November. the fall, in mm-hmm. November. And we're in already September. Good Lord. So that's like, what, two months away. So mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll we'll still keep at it and and the power universe. Yep, and we will be covering uh, BMF in in some capacity also, which is coming very soon. I think it's the twenty sixth of uh, can, September. I can legally so. say that, yay! Yay for sure! Yay <laughs> for sure! That show, my God! Oh. Yeah, very 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 yeah. Uh, I won't say anything, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Richard, yeah, do you have any shout outs? Yeah, the shout outs to once again all the people that continue to listen and support the show. We appreciate your continued support and um, looking forward to covering what happens next week. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, that is it for now. Uh, everybody stay safe. You know, there's a lot of things going on out there between the pandemic and environment, environmental stuff that's happening with the weather and everything. So just stay safe, everyone. You know, be careful um, and think before you go out and everything, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. So take care of yourselves and we will be back next week for, you know, the, the recap of episode eight. Until then. Have a nice week.
Peace out. Peace out.